me, me all the way, eleven and one. Put it in the record record books. Let's fucking ride. That's I, easy. I don't want to hear it. That's easy. Eleven, eleven and one. Eleven and one. Don't everybody, want to everybody mark it down. Eleven and one. Smoke. Happy Labor Day, everyone. Happy Labor Day Monday. Hope you all are enjoying your long weekend. Hopefully, still enjoying it. Didn't have to work today. If you did, hope you're having a beer at the end of work. Um, but you know, long weekend. Hope you've been able to spend it with some friends, family, and of course, some ice cold beer. Enjoying responsibly, obviously. Of course. Of course. So here in the States, you know, Labor Day is kind of the unofficial end of summer. It's a very sad time. Summer is my favorite season, but it also marks the start of fall, getting a little bit cooler temperatures in the air. You can kind of feel that crisp coming in. Can I give you my hot take? Let's hear it. Fourth of July is the end of summer. No. Yes. Fourth of July. It's all downhill from the Fourth of July. Fourth of July is the dead middle of summer. No. Fourth of July is the peak of summer where it's the fucking hottest weather, the greatest weather, and you're at the lake, you're getting hammered, you're with a group of friends, and then everything else from then on is downhill from that moment. So you want to hear my hot take? Fourth of July is my favorite holiday. And I feel like 4th of July never makes anyone's top holiday lists. I strong disagree. I think it's I think it's a top three holiday for almost anybody. It's always you always hear Christmas, you hear Thanksgiving. And, and then I think it's a close 4th of July. New Year's makes no, a big push. No. Dude, I think you're hard underestimating how many people love 4th of July. I, I'm one of those. I love 4th of July. 4th of July is like if you're anywhere from like 18 to like I would say like 30, 4th of July is like your like top holiday. Like you look forward to that holiday almost more than you look forward to Christmas. I, I'm a big 4th of and July I, fan. I think, I think you are hard underestimating how many people love 4th of July. I hope so because there needs to be more 4th of July fans out there. But I think there are. Uh, as you can hear, we got some upgraded audio because we're together. We're back in person. Not, no, over, not over Zoom. No Zoom call this time. So hopefully y'all are enjoying that. But as we were saying... You know, Labor Day, unofficial end of summer, marks the start of fall. But you know what that also means? Football. There's football this week, which is crazy. Football's starting up on Thursday. And uh, as we were talking about last episode, it kind of just snuck up on us. I got no idea who's playing this week. I'm going to be completely (laughs) honest with you. Absolutely no fucking clue. It does not feel like there should be football on right now, but I'm still looking forward to it. I'm happy about it. As I'll watch every game that's on. Ab- yeah, absolutely. But I don't know who's playing. Yeah, big time, big time. As you're listening to this, the Notre Dame-Navy game in Dublin, Ireland should have taken place this past weekend. Very bummed that it didn't, but, you know, understandable. Still looking forward to our home opener against Duke coming up on the 12th next week. But, um, yeah, crazy that football's here. Next next Monday's episode is either going to be a real exciting episode because of our promise for the future of Notre Dame football or a really depressing episode because if Notre Dame lost, we're going to be in a bad state mentally, I'll tell you that. If we if Notre if Dame we loses to Duke, Duke at home, oh like my. we might not have a podcast out Monday. <laughs> that's how that's how much in a bad state we're going to be. That is going to be tough. Tough. It's good. It's a, it's, it's a, it's not a must win, but it's a should win. Should win. Definite should win. So we'll see how that goes. We're going to take that though, that transition right into our quick sports rundown for today. 
I'll let you lead this one off with the White Sox and what we want to talk about here. Luis Roberts, a fucking god among men, and he is 23 years old and a rookie, and he fucking hit a 458-foot piss missile to left field last night. And let me tell you, I've never seen a pitcher no faster that he fucked up than the second that ball hit Luis Roberts' bat. He, that, that pitcher, I don't know if you saw it, just hung his head immediately. That ball went, that ball, he heard the sound. I was like, fuck, that ball's so far gone. So I know Jack said last night, but for all of you listening, that would be this past Thursday night, uh, Luis Robert against the Royals. Absolute moonshot. missile. Again, adding to uh, my facts and reasoning of why this is one of my top celebrities that I'd like to have a beer with. If you know, if He's I could, God. if I could speak that fluent Spanish, or if he spoke fluent English, it would go a lot better. But still, wouldn't trade that for anything. I'm still having a drink with him. He he just hits like if you make one mistake to him, he's just smacking that ball, and it's not something that I have seen out of a lot of rookies or expected out of him. Like I was fully on the train of like, yeah, like he'll maybe bat like 250 and like hit like. A couple home runs, blah, blah, blah. It's his adjustment year, which is why I was fine with this 60-game season. And he has just straight come out of the gate and been like, hey, I'm here to play. I don't need an adjustment period, and I'm fucking awesome. He, he, he definitely started off hot. Pitchers kind of figured out how to pitch to him, and I'm okay that he's swinging at those balls. And, that then, and then he figured out pitchers. Yes, exactly. Or, or when pitchers make a mistake, absolute game over. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if we want to talk about it, he wins AL Rookie of the Month. Jose wins AL Player of the Month, but they're both higher than hell right now. Uh, Jose with a big uh, two out uh, double, two run RBI, almost three. Rose had a, a great relay play. I can't even lie. Yeah, it's pretty slow, but that was a great relay play. They're both still piping hot right now, hoping to carry it over into the games this weekend today and moving forward as michael said earlier we're recording this on a friday my boy dane dunning is pitching tonight let's fucking ride dane dunning i hope you have another fucking great outing because you're my guy and i'll say this till the end of time you're gonna be fucking great let's ride this is this is one of those uh this is the dane dunning podcast (laughs) the dane dunning podcast but you know this is coming out on monday so we obviously don't know how he did tonight but Hopefully, Dane, hopefully we're not. I'll tell you something words. right now, Dane. It's it's very hard to be better than or to be worse than Ronaldo Lopez. So just go out there and do your thing, brother. You're gonna fucking dominate because I know you are, and you're fucking goaded. Just fucking br- throw that curve all day. No fucking Kansas City player is gonna hit that. You're good, baby. Rock those rec specs. Love it. Love you, baby. So that will wrap up our quick White Sox rundown for uh, this Monday podcast. I'm going to let you still carry on with this next one with OG's game winner. I got to give a shout out, you know, went to Indiana University myself. Got to give a shout out to my my Hoosier brother, OG, with the game winner against the Celtics. They're just leaving him open, leaving him there for the three, 0.5 seconds left, bang out, game winner. That's what Hoosiers do. I believe, I believe a quote he had was, I don't shoot to try and miss. You're fucking goddamn right, baby. <laughs> That's my guy. That's a quote right there. You don't shoot to try and miss. You shoot to make it, and he does that. Game winners, I think it's what, 2-1? 2-1 right now in the series. They got a chance. 
OG's my guy. I know Romeo's on the Celtics, but OG's my guy. So I got I got to be pulling for OG right there with that game winner. You like you like to see a couple Hoosiers doing big things in the league. Can't complain about that. So big things. Anything else you want to run down NBA wise? Uh I know we we're not we're not we haven't seen all the games taking place this weekend as this is coming out on Monday as we've said three times already. Sorry about that. But anything Heat. else you want to touch on? Miami Heat are my team I'm riding. Ah, there you go. I, I'm a Bulls fan, but if I got to ride with anybody, it's the former Bulls, Jimmy Buckets. J-Butt. You know, just he's out there. He's carrying. He's doing his thing on the Miami Heat. The Miami Heat are like I – th- I feel like they're a very underrated team, but they just have everyone that does their job very well. There's no – like I guess Jimmy Butler's your, your superstar, but there's no – like there's no big name, big, big, big superstar. True. There's the role player superstar, and he does his thing. Jimmy Butler, I still agree with Big Cat, top 15 player in the league. I'll take that to my grave. But I think they all just kind of do their things well. Love the Miami Heat. I'm riding them to the to the championship. I'll take that. I will take that. And we're switching over to our real quick third sports topic here. As we touched on last episode, um, we – I think it was, was it last episode or this past week? Anyways, we talked about our brief thoughts about the Notre Dame football season coming up starting um, very soon. Do you have anything else you want to add Notre Dame wise, or we can jump over to the NFL and talk Chicago Bears? Uh, Notre Dame wise, heard Chris Irie looks like a fucking monster because he is. Yep. And I'm so excited for the next three years of that guy fucking dominating college football behind one of the best offensive line, if not the best offensive line in college football. Aaron Banks is going to fucking run people over, and Chris Irie is just going to follow him to the promised land. Ian Book, behind center again, someone I trust, someone that, I that you know, I, I, I think he can be good. I think he can be great, to be honest. He's just got to, you know, he's got the weapons, and that kind of brings me into what I want to say. I think the freshmen on that team need to perform for us to be able to win the ACC, which I think is a very, very, like, achievable goal. So it came out recently, um, according to the media picks, Clemson was, quote-unquote, the extremely strong favorite to win the ACC, followed in second place by Notre Dame. Now, I would agree with that, but I think that Notre Dame needs to get more credit than what they're currently being given. I think there is a gap in the talent level between Clemson and Notre Dame. Notre Dame has been closing the gap recently, but... You know, I, I still think we're going to make a pretty good push this year. I'm, I like the way that our schedule is laid out. Um, as we talked about, I wish we could have had our non-ACC games, especially, you know, having Wisconsin at Lambeau Field, uh, USC, Stanford. Those are always our, our kind of marquee and key matchups. But uh, I don't mind this ACC schedule for one year, and I think it'll be a it's, – it's basically going to come down to us and Clemson, that matchup, and how that all plays out. Should, should, yes. And I think, I think, kind of what going back to what I said about the freshman having to perform. I think it's got to be the freshman on the offensive side of the ball. Obviously, Chris Tyree is if he doesn't get 50 50 snaps or the majority of the snaps, like I'm gonna be kind of fuming. See, because I, he is a the, I, I get it that Kelly has always been the guy to you know kind of hold back the freshman, you know, let the people develop, you know, give the people in front of them their reps. But when you have a talent like that. You don't hold him back. I don't think you he's, give him those reps any day of the fucking week. I don't think he's going to get fifty percent of the snaps. He should. I think he will get 
30 to 40, and I'm okay with that. 40% is where where I want to put him in. That's where it kills us. I get it that we got other guys. I get it. And, and, you know, the knock on him is he's he's not the biggest muscular-wise. It doesn't fucking matter when you run a 4-3-40 and you blow by everybody that comes near you. So Brian Kelly's press conference this past week, it was the first time that he spoke to the media in, I think, two or three weeks. And uh, he said that Tyree was electric and a lot tougher than they were expecting already. So that's big things coming out of the offseason. Obviously, it's tough with no media availability and all that kind of stuff. But as we were saying, I'm very excited to see him play. I'm very excited for Notre Dame football to get in the groove and uh, see where this season takes us. Well, I still kind of want to talk about another couple of offensive weapons. Go ahead. Some of the freshmen. All right. Jordan Johnson, yep. stud. Fucking stud. I think he's the next Claypool. I think he's the next, you know, just throw it up and go get this ball type of receiver that we have. I think that he's going to go so underrated this season. And then people are going to start realizing how fucking good he is, like, midway through the season being like, oh, shit, like, who is this kid? Who is this kid? The next, like, Miles Boykins, where you're like, you're like, where the fuck did this guy come from? Out of nowhere, bang. But I think he's going to do it his freshman year. I think he's got the talent to do it. And then even beyond that, Michael Mayer. Michael Mayer, in my opinion, is the next Tyler Reifert of Notre Dame football. So he I fucking run you over in the running game, but also guess what? Put him in a linebacker on me, he'll blow by and catch a touchdown. I will fully back you up on that one. I think Chris Tyree is my number one. I can't wait to see him play incoming freshman. Followed very, very closely by Michael Mayer. And Jordan Johnson, as you were saying, I think he's going to be awesome. I'm just I'm I'm waiting to see that happen on the field. I'm not as all in and fully confident in him as I am Tyree and Mayer at this point in the season. Like I said, I know he's going to develop. He's going to be awesome. I'm just waiting to see that happen on the field. I'll tell you this. I'm fully confident in all three of those people. Good. Chris Tyree, Michael Mayer, Jordan Johnson, fucking love all three of you guys. You guys are the big three of the freshmen on the offensive side. I want to see you rock. But also, hey, don't forget about my boy, Drew Pine. (laughs) Drew Pine, my fucking man. Let's ride. I get it, Ian Book's here this year. Go fucking make a name for yourself next year when you get it, baby. If Ian Book goes down this year, God forbid, knock on wood, fucking I hope all he day. Please don't. Don't. But if he does, and it's Drew Pine's time, let's fucking ride, baby, because you're my boy, and I fucking love you. Defensive side of the ball, Kyle Hamilton. Goaded. I mean, still, he's, he's, he's raw as fuck. He is going, still going to be awesome. Kelly, I, Kelly said he came out of his shell and is taking take a leadership role this year, and that's my fucking boy. So you want to hear my one downfall about Kyle Hamilton? I don't think there is, and I disagree with whatever you're about to say. The only downfall with him is that he's only going to be at Notre Dame for three years because he's going to be in the yeah, league. Goddamn <laughs> right, baby, the fucking best. He is so fucking good. He knows instinctually. He knows where to be. He's fucking athletic as shit. He's like 6'2", six, 6'3". Just snag shit out of the air. It's insane So how good this kid is. And then another person to watch on defense who I, I know is going to have a breakout year. I know who you're talking about, baby. What, who, do you, who do you think? JOK. Yep. Jeremiah Owusu-Kormoa. Fucking goaded. He, he is going to be a stud this year. JOK is fucking so – like when normally when I say like someone's raw, it means they're just fucking good. He's actually raw in the form, in the in the form of like – it's like a, it's like a Jalen Smith esque where like he makes plays where you're like what the how the fuck did he even get there? Yep. You're like yep. he's in the backfield within like a, a second of the ball being snapped, like making the tackle. You're like, dude, no one should be able to do this. And then like 
if he can add in just a little more of that like football IQ, like he's easy first team All American. Oh yeah, easy first oh, yeah. team All American. Yeah, I'm very excited to see those two. Two other transfers I want to mention real quick: Isaiah Pryor, yep. safety on the defense. Dude, I him, think him and Kyle back there. That's coming that's in, big coming in from Ohio State. I think he's going to make a pretty big impact. I saw one of his offseason quotes that he said something along. Don't quote me exactly, but something along the lines of he wants to be one of the first. He wants to be the first transfer captain at Notre Dame. Love it. Love so it, baby. I'll take that. And then offensively, uh, Ben Skaronic coming in from Northwestern. Yep. I think um, with Kevin Austin going out with his, uh, what is it, foot surgery or yes. something like that. Hopefully I think, hopefully back by the end of the season, though. He, and as I've been saying, Kevin Austin is going to be good when he gets on the field. Trust me on that. He's going to be good. But in the meantime, Ben Skaronic, I'm very excited to see his production on the offensive side of the ball. Knock on wood, fingers crossed, we're hoping for a good year of Notre Dame football. We'll see how that all plays out starting up very soon against Duke, but uh, looking forward to it. I'm 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 predicting a routing. I'll tell you that right now. We're going to fucking just route Duke. Just mash I, their face in. I agree with you, and I'm just very interested to see what it's like with such small capacity in the stadium. I'll, I'll, tell, you, I'll tell you this right now. I'm going to make a prediction, all right? This it is it is September fourth right now. As we're we recording. play, we play Duke in eight days, September twelfth. Yep. Our first drive of the game, five or less plays touchdown, and I I guarantee it. Bold. I guarantee it. Come back to this podcast when we score <laughs> five or less plays. You'll be like Jack, you're a fucking genius, because. I'm calling it right now. I'm also going to say that five our, or less our podcast during the fall during football season, the ones that come it's out on be Monday a roller coaster are going to be crazy. It's going to be either be like me wanting to just die in a hole or me being like on cloud nine. As as we mentioned way early on, college football is our number one sport, and you are going to get the full emotion of the season coming through. Not only on Notre Dame, we're going to focus on all the games. That but are being played, Notre mainly Notre Dame, but you know we still watch them all and try and you know stay in the loop. There, it's going to be sweet. I'm so excited for that. It's going to be like just lock in for a roller coaster because one second I'll be out on someone, the, the other second I'll be in. Yep. And I'll tell you that right now, I'm a very I'm a very heat of the moment type of guy. So like whatever I say, don't take it as in like you know I hate this guy for life. I hate him for like a week, and then if he has a good second week, I'm back in on him. So. <laughs> I'm just, that's a disclaimer right there for you. There you go. There you go. Uh, quick rundown. I know we just touched, touched on everything Notre Dame here. Do you want to talk anything Chicago Bears? Quarterback race? Who? Yeah. I want to I I get your take. Who do you have? I don't like either of them. I'm not a Mitch fan. I'm not a Nick Foles fan. I don't, I, it's just kind of like who's going to be the lesser of two evils. Well, first of all, I pr- I pretty much disagree with you on all forms. I got I got to ride. I got to ride with my boy, my boy Barstool Carl. I'm in on Mitch. Let's go, Mitch. Let's go, Mitch. Bring it home, Mitchell the Bitchell. Let's go. Like this is your season. Don't get me Fucking, wrong. This the you know what you know what I think this is. This is you bringing Nick Foles to give Mitch Foles Mitch Foles Mitch Foles. Hey, How you doing hey. to give Mitchell. Oh, kicking his ass and be like, hey, start it up. Let's go. Mitch, this is your fucking season. Time to take over this team and let's go fucking win some games. Mitch, I'm in on Mitch. I'm in on Mitch. Shout out to Barstool Carl. 
I'm in on Mitch. See, I hope you're right, but I just like I have basically as almost as close to zero confidence in both of them. Like, I just I don't get why you got zero confidence, in Big Dick Nick. He's been a backup most of his career. He won a Super Bowl because Carson Wentz got hurt. But he, but did he win it? So I, I, I guess if we're going to go along with that argument, then I will take Nick Foles over Mitch Trubisky. <sighs> Because what has Mitch done? What suplex you right now? What has Mitch done? You got to be in on your quarterback, though, Mitch. I fucking I. You're on my. You're on my side. Whoever, whoever the Bears put out there, I'm gonna root for you. But no, shut up, shut up. No, you're not. I I just don't, don't have confidence dare. in him. Don't you dare, Mitch. I fucking love you. I'm gonna root <laughs> for you. I got confidence in you. Not like this motherfucker. I, Mitch, fucking go out there and prove everybody wrong. Hey, you know who's going to be the Bears? I hope is going to be the Bears' number one target. Cole Komet, baby. Shout out Notre Let's Dame, go. baby. Let's go. Let's go. I'm so excited Illinois, to see. Illinois, Illinois guy. Yep. Went to Notre Dame, back to the Bears. Let's fucking go. That's a heck of a story right there. I love his journey. As Jack was saying, Illinois, over to Notre Dame, back to the Bears. Almost almost got drafted by the Sox. People forget. Yeah. Hey. As a Cubs fan. I still would have taken it. That's pretty crazy. Cole Komet on the side. Dude, he was like, no matter where he was going to go, going to be Chicago. Yep. Going to yep. be Chicago. So, you know. We'll take it. Uh, and I've also heard that Jimmy Graham looks pretty fucking good. I heard. As that- a fucking veteran that is, we probably shouldn't have signed him for how much we did. Heard he looks good. I'll, hey, whatever happens, happens. But I'm rooting for Cole. I hope he has a great season. Anything else sports-wise that you want to talk to before we take this break? How's the sky doing? The Chicago sky. Let's go, We've baby. Clinched the playoff Let's spot. Let's go. <laughs> if you if you're not tuning into the WNBA, check them out. I'm the I'm the number one Chicago Sky fan in the land. Chicago Sky, first place in the East. Cruising. Courtney right now. Vandersloot, how you doing? You're my girl. Yeah. Love on a, you. On a hot streak. Watch out. Let's go, baby. Sky are making a run. Sky or die. Sky or die. Uh, on that note, though, we are going to take a quick break, grab some refills, and uh, jump into some more unwritten rules, not sports-related, though, coming up after this break. Me, that, no, no, that, was, that a, was a tie. I'll, I'll take that. I'll take a tie. I'll I'll take still, I'm still up 11, 11 to 1. <laughs> I'll fucking take an 11 to 1. At least you legitimized and acknowledged the tie on that one. I, was, I'll, I mean, I'll take a tie because guess what? I'm still up fucking 10 <laughs> games on you. You're so far behind me in the wild card race. It's not even funny. Doesn't count. As we've said, it's under protest. But as you heard, we cracked open our second rounds of Miller Lights here. I don't know if you, I don't know if they heard both of them because we were both right on the dot. We both we each have our own Miller Light but, here. We're but not sharing one. Can confirm we're both drinking a Miller Light. Yeah, that's right. Great tasting, less filling. Fine pilsners here on this Labor Day Monday. We're coming to you real quick now with a segment of some unwritten rules. Of driving. Of driving. Came came up. I was thinking about this because I was driving this weekend and taking a little road trip. I was taking a road trip and I was getting fucking pissed off behind the wheel because some douchers just don't know how to drive. And I think they're not like, they're not actual laws, but I think there need to be some unwritten rules that everyone has to agree to. So the way we're going to go about this segment is, is... As Jack was saying, he was the one doing the road trip in this weekend and kind of observed this stuff as it was taking place. So I'm going to let him kind of take this over and I will comment on it because I don't know off the top of my head if I have many 
quote unquote, unwritten rules of driving that I would like to have enacted into laws. But I'm hoping that his commentary is going to get my mind flowing, get the creative juices going, and we'll see where it takes us. Okay, so I'll I'll just preface this with this. So like, I have a bunch of unwritten rules, but I think there need to be consequences for these unwritten rules. <laughs> and my consequences are very extreme. Oh. So I'd like to hear your consequences before I say mine. Okay, let's. Okay, so let's, number let's one, jump right into this. If you're on a two lane highway, a semi has thirty seconds to pass another semi, and if not, like I get to like shoot your fucking tires out or something. Okay, so because that I, shit pisses me off to no end. I've had this exact same, and especially when the semi cuts you off and then tries to get up there, like, hey, fucker, I could pass you in like two seconds. So I've had this exact same discussion before, and this is my thought on it: is that every single highway, especially highways, especially because that's where the semis are traveling, needs to have three lanes Agreed. on each side, and the far right lane is where semis drive. You, yeah, no, so so it's it's far right for semis, and then they can pass in that middle lane, but then, like, if if a semi goes into that left lane, like, all hell breaks. No, 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 a semi does not get you're to not, drive yeah, into you're the not, left lane. You're not allowed in the left lane. Correct, yeah. Like, that's like, you can call the cops and be like, there's a semi driving in the left lane get, of a three-lane get high, his, three get, lane highway. Get his license plate number and say, this guy's driving in the far left lane, he's done. All highways need to have three lanes, semis get the far right lane. It can pass in the middle, but it's it's not encouraged. Correct. And cars, SUVs, left trucks, two. sedans, whatever left you want to say, lanes. get the left two lanes. That's what okay. it should be. Yeah, because that, that shit pissed me off. No fucking when They're just traveling next to each other. Yep. Which kind of brings me to my second one. If there are two cars driving next to each other in a two-lane highway, like I deserve to be able to just fucking punch that guy in the face who's ever driving in the left lane. So first of all, the left lane is a passing you're saying, lane. You're saying two lanes two, on each side. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Two lanes on each side of the highway. Yeah. So there's a car in the right lane, and then the left lane is for passing people. Or so when there's faster. Yeah. So when there's two cars that are traveling at the same speed in both lanes, like I deserve to be able to like follow that one car and then just get out and fucking punch that dude in the face. Yeah, I hate that. I hate that guy. If you're in the left lane, you need to be going faster. You you have to pass them. Yeah. There's there's no way. I don't care how fast you're already going. If you're not passing someone, you got to speed up 10 miles an hour, pass that person, and then slow down. Yep. All right. And then if that person in the right-hand lane wants to pass you, go for it. But listen, you cannot drive the same speed in both lanes of a two-lane highway. Like I'm ready to just I'm ready to get out of my car and run 90 miles an hour and just punch somebody. <laughs> I, I that is I hate people who do that. Okay, I agree with that. Okay, one. on number three, if you ride my ass, you have five seconds to pass me once I get in the right lane, or I'm getting back in that left lane and I'm slamming on the brakes. So there's nothing that pisses me off more than when so I'm I'm driving in the left lane, I'm passing cars on the right lane, and there's someone just riding my ass like i'm going i'm already going above the speed limit aren't you driving in the right passing in the left no i'm in the left lane okay i'm passing cars in the right oh correct yeah and someone's riding my ass in the left lane yeah so i'm already passing these cars already going above the speed limit i get past all the needed cars that i need we're not we're not flying don't arrest us i get past all the needed cars that i i have to get by and i get into the right lane and this dude's been riding my ass for a solid 30 seconds now right i get in the right lane and this dude just doesn't pass me. He just stays like he just stays like five feet behind me. 
You know what I do? I get back in the left lane and I slam on the brakes. Fuck you, buddy. Keep, yeah. Stop riding my ass. If you ride my ass, you have five seconds after I get over a lane to pass me. And if not, it's game on. People who tailgate are the worst. They're like, if I understand if you're tailgating me and then I get over it and you fly past me, I'm like, all right, like that dude did what he was trying to do the whole time. Or if you're tailgating someone who's going under the speed limit. Yeah. But like if, if I'm already passing cars in the left lane and you're tailgating me and then I get over to the right lane, you have five seconds to pass me. And yep. if you don't, like, I'm going to make your life a living hell. Like, for the rest, I don't care where I'm going. I'll miss my exit just to fucking, <laughs> just to fucking piss this dude off. So I'm going to say something here. I had no idea. I have so much road rage. I'm not going to lie. I had no idea where this segment was going to go. And I had no unwritten rules of driving written down before this. And these three points that you've already made have got my heart racing. Like, yeah. I'm already going. It like, fucking, these, dude, it pisses you off. These drivers get on my nerves so bad. I'm I'm a full advocate for like you have to take a driving test every like 15 years because people forget how to fucking drive. I swear to God. Yeah, or people just drive like douchebags. Yeah. Okay. So you, then that should just be an automatic ticket. Like if you can prove yeah. someone's driving like a douchebag, yeah. boom, you're done. Dude, okay. So like I said, riding your ass, ride my ass. Like, and I get over. You have all of five seconds to pass me. If not, I will do everything in my power. To make the rest of your drive a living hell. And the thing is too, I'm going to, I'm going to preface or whatever it is with all of these notes. It's not like Jack and I are driving these souped up fast cars that make this stuff easy. No, not at all. Like not at all. We're going to be, we're driving very average cars. We're going to be hauling to keep up with you. And I'll piss you off. Yeah. All right. Next one. So this is kind of a two parter. And the second part of it really doesn't piss me off as much as the first. But it's don't stop or use a blinker at a roundabout if no one's coming from the left. Yeah, I knew that was going to be It's the whole fucking point of a roundabout. Nothing pisses me off more than when I'm driving to a roundabout and there's a car in front of me. There is clearly nobody coming from the left and they come to a complete stop. Hey, fucker, there's a reason that there is a roundabout added. The reason for that roundabout is so that you don't have to stop. They put that roundabout in where there used to be a stop sign. Guess what? There's no stop sign anymore. So don't fucking stop. So my commentary on that is uh, the complete stop when no one is coming from the left, I don't understand. The turn signal, because the roundabout was replaced, or because it used to be a stop sign, right? And then they replaced it with a roundabout. Sometimes I just... I'm driving mindlessly and I, I just go back to an old habit of, I know I need to turn. I'm going to flick on my turn signal here. I've Sometimes I've, I, sometimes that happens and I'm like, oh gosh, I don't need to turn on a turn signal when I come to a roundabout. Sometimes it happens that whatever. But if you come to a complete stop at the roundabout and there's no one coming from dicks. the left, just get with the times people. It's, it's, it's literally one of my biggest pet peeves. Cause like, like I get it. I actually don't really get it, to be honest with you. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, there's a, like, like I said, like, there used to be a stop sign here. And then the people put in the roundabout because it was like, oh, the stop sign's always backed up. We got to do something that's faster so nobody stops here. Yeah. And they put in a roundabout. And guess what? Some idiots still stop. The whole point of the roundabout is so to that not you don't to, have stop. to stop. But then going to my other point about the blinker, I've seen people who have legitimately, like, gone to a roundabout, turned on their blinker, their right blinker, and gone left. It's like, what the fuck was the point of that blinker in the first place then? 
Like, don't like. I I don't get me wrong. I've like there have been times where I've driven up to a roundabout, flicked on my blinker for negative seconds, and then be like, ah, I'm a fucking idiot, and turn it off immediately. <laughs> but like, if you if you hold the like one side of the blinker down, you either one better be going that way, or two better just flick it back off again. Don't go the other way. Yep. Okay, so then I think I think my last one that I have is kind of like one of the unwritten rules we talked about in baseball where like throwing at someone is the necessary retaliation. Okay. I think if someone cuts you off that you should just like, they should know and you should know that you're going to give them the bird. <laughs> like it's just like a necessary thing. Like if you cut me off real bad, I'm going to flick you off and you can't be that mad at me because you know you cut me off. Like if and, and if and I'm going to cut someone off, and then I'm going to hope that they gave me the bird because I'm like, yeah, I fucking cut. I'm sorry. Okay. So I'm going to get like, like I said, like, cause I get it because sometimes you like cut someone off because like you got to get there. Like you got to get into that left lane. So you have to cut someone off. And like, that's fine. Like flick me off any day of the week. So like, I'm fine with every time I cut someone off, just give me the bird. And then we both go our separate ways. I, I think that's very understandable. I agree with that. And I'm going to add in my own unwritten rule based on that topic discussion there because this is the one that I could think of based on what you've already said and that is either when you have an exit coming up on the highway and or there's a sign that's like left lane ends merge right and they give you like a five mile warning and everyone's merged over like you're all you're all following the line and then there's that one complete douchebag that rides the lane all the way up until there's those construction cones and then tries to get over in front of people just to cut off like 200 people in line that person deserves to get their tires shot out i i I 100 agree but i've also been that guy i hate those people i'm not very often like maybe once or twice in my life, but I've been that guy a couple of times. Especially when they give you such like a, a far in advance heads up. It's like this lane closes in five miles. Get over. Okay. You that five miles on the highway is like what five minutes of time, right? Get over. The people who ride it so far up that they almost run into the cones and then just flick on their signal and expect someone to let them in. No. People don't ever let these people in. The, I hate the, them. The only time I do it is when I've had like a really shitty day. I don't care. You still shouldn't. I think I'm going to hang a sign with one. You're like, hey, I've had a <laughs> shitty day. Please let me in. Like I'm talking like real shitty day. Like that's the only time I do it. Normally, like I'd say 99% of the time I'm over like almost immediately. And there's that 1% where like, and I feel bad. I even feel bad doing it. I'm like, fuck, like I don't want to do this. But like I also just want to get to like wherever the fuck I'm going. And I'm also just going to add in at the end here. There's a complete difference in city drivers and non-city drivers. And oh, yeah. I do not like the way that city drivers drive. Never have, never will. That's a whole different breed of people, and that's not my style. You're saying city drivers isn't your style? City drivers. Fair. They're way too aggressive, way too impatient. Like, just slow down, people. You got I'm- plenty of time. I'm a, I'm a, I think, I don't know what I am. Cause I think I'm a non-city driver trapped in a city driver's like body. <laughs> like I fucking want to get mad at people. 
Like, I want to flick someone off, and I want to be, like, you douchebag. So, but I also don't want to, like, cut anybody off. The thing is, I, I agree with you when they do situation when they fall into situations like what we just talked about, where it's completely egregious. But if, if, if like, you know, you're just coming off of a light, and you have to have that aggressive, like, I'm speeding off of this and beating everyone, like, dude, calm down. I it's am, not like you're dying. Okay. We're all going to the same place. It's all right. I am, I, you know what it is? I am a normal driver while I'm driving. I'm a city driver while reacting. Ah. So when people do dumb shit, I'm I go full city driver where I'm like, hey motherfucker, fuck you. Like I hate you. <laughs> and I'll give him the bird and I'll scream at him in my car by myself. But then when I'm driving, I'm like, yeah, you can pass me. Like I'll get over like way too early, like do all this, like all these things. Like so I'm I'm a very much a a a non-city driver while driving, but I'm a city driver while reacting. And like I'll honk, I'll give you the bird, I'll scream at you in my car by myself. Yeah, I'm I'm just not a city driver. Never have been, probably never will be. Who knows? But I don't understand the impatience of those type of people. Fair. Fair. So those are the unwritten rules of driving, according to Shed Some Light. So that was our <laughs> Our light shedding Woo! on today's podcast. Um, anything else you want to add to that? No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so we're going to take another quick break here. We're coming back with some uh, <laughs> a very exciting topic that, oh, God. that we cannot. I'm, I'm hype. We can't wait to introduce. We're going to give you some slang words and and other you know vocabulary that we are either bringing back or starting up. And uh, we hope you're going to join that hype train once we come back. Ah, that's me. That's me. That's me. 12 and 1. Let's go. Fuck yes. I'm putting that down. You need to, be, you need to yes. be in charge of starting the recording. Dude, I'll start it any day of the week because I'll do it at the same time. I'll <laughs> click, click, bang. If anything, if anything, starting the recording is more of an advantage. It should be. You it know what? I got a, I got a, you know. You got a terrible reaction time. Double dip right there. Start you got a terrible reaction time Start is what recording, it is. crack the beer. 12 and 1. God, I'm <laughs> smoking your ass. Let's go. We've got refills. That means we're on to segment three of Shed Some Light, episode seven. Jack's adding up his tallies. I don't Bang. care about that. I don't care. You do. It's you all do. about the sound no, effect. No, you do. We you need, do care. We, because no. if you don't care, you'd let me just win every time. Okay, then that's what I'm going to start ah, doing. I'm going to go we're going, fucking. We're going ah, for the sound effect of the Miller Lights being cracked. Is gonna be. Miller Lights being cracked. It, you're not pitching a perfect game. That's all that I care about. So as, as, we, a, as a walk, I'm still pitching a no-hitter. <laughs> as we tease before the break here, we're going to give you a couple uh, words to add to your vocabulary that we hope uh, we can either bring back and or start up in your life. And uh, if this catches on, you know where it comes from. So I'm going to let you introduce the first one. I'll take care of the second one, and uh, we'll go from there. We'll both, you know, comment on both of them. So am I introducing the new one? I kind of want the new one to go second because I feel like that one's the, that one's the one we got. everybody's got to, you know, watch out for. So you, do you want me to start with this one? Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> I, wanna, I want everyone to know this was my idea to bring this back, too. Michael's just introducing it. This was my idea to bring this back. That's fine. I said we were each taking one. That's all right. So one of the, the word that we want to bring back into popular vocabulary. It, it, it used to be big time, kind of faded <laughs> out. We're trying to bring it back. And that is B. 
bitching, fucking bitching. Now, now, hold on before you jump to conclusions here. One, we're going to throw off first tag here is that this is not a, a word that's going to be used all willy nilly, right? No. You, you got to use it in it's reserved specific situations. It's got to be specific situations for something that is awesome. So as, as you might know from context clues here, this is an adjective. It's used to describe a noun, right? Now, the proper way to use this. Specific. The specific and proper way to use this is when you're describing the noun, you can't, the, the, the word bitchin' can't come at the end of the sentence. The noun has to come after the word bitchin'. So, for instance, if someone says, how was, how was last night? And you say, last night was bitchin'. No. Nope. No. Incorrect. Incorrect. You say, I had a bitchin' night. Boom. <laughs> Bang. Dude, that <laughs> is so big time. That is awesome. That is awesome. Or we'll give you another example. Someone says, hey, Jack, how was your round of golf? And you say, I won't say that round was bitchin'. No, 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 no. You can't have it end the sentence. I'd say I had a bitchin' round of golf. <laughs> Bang! Let's Bang! go. Let's go. Bitchin'. That is sweet. Bring it back. Bitchin' one, is such a fucking cool word. One more example. The car driving down the street. That's okay. a bitchin' car. That is a bitchin' car that goes flying past Not, you. not that, that car, car was bitchin'. Because especially in that example, it'd be like, that car is just complaining. Driving yeah. down the road. It's like, ah, what am I doing? This road sucks. It, it, sounds, it sounds like if you say was bitchin', it sounds like everyone was just complaining the whole time. No. If you're saying that's a bitchin' car, <laughs> it means it's fucking popping <laughs> off over there. So bring that back, please. Bitchin'. Please. Just, it's just a cool word. Everyone, you know, nowadays like, oh, that's dope. That's, you know, that's fucking sweet. That nope. slaps. Nope. Nope. Bitchin'. That was a bitchin' blank. <laughs> Big time. Big time. How was dinner? That was a bitchin' meal. Yup. Not that meal was bitchin'. Nope. nope. No, 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 Because then it no. sounds like, you know, your food is complaining. The meal was complaining the whole nope. time. The meal's not complaining. You're talking about how fucking awesome that meal was. That meal, that was a bitchin' meal. Uh, someone asks, oh, did you enjoy the game? It's not, that was a bitchin' game. It was not, not that game was bitchin'. It was, that was a bitchin' game. Blank's bitchin' mixtape, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> if you're, you're my boy out there that's listening right now, you know what I'm talking about with your bitchin' mixtape. So, we're bringing, ba- we're bringing that back. And uh, that's going to be the one that we're bringing back. The new one that we're starting I'm going to let Jack take over. All right. So I got to give a shout out to someone that I watch on YouTube, Alex Harp. He was the one who showed me this because he said it in a video the other day and I fucking loved it the second he said it. Clams. Clams <laughs> is a replacement for dollars. How much does that cost? 20 clams. It's fucking <laughs> great. I love that shit so much. It's unreal. Fucking clams. Yes. Give me that all day. Oh, and then, and then the best is like, you know, like when you're sitting there and you're like, it costs more than what you thought it was. 50 clams. What? No. <laughs> you no kidding way. me? No way. Clams, the best. So now here's, here's the dad joke that I would like to throw in here. The dad joke, I, I will not, I'm not going to associate myself with this. Hey, it's all right. You can still use it. So, you know, when you go out to dinner and uh, the bill comes at the end and your dad's like, hey, what's the damage? No, no, no. Wait. What's the clamage? 
You're the only one that's ever going to laugh at that joke ever in the entire history of the world. That's hilarious, and you can't take that away from me. Clams, though? Okay, I'm not going to take it away from you because you're the only one that's going to laugh at that, but clams? I mean, that's that's got to be a thing. What are you paying for dinner? Oh, 50 clams. How much you spent at the bar last night? Dude, fucking rough night. I spent like 40 clams. Sheesh. Dude. <laughs> it works. It works literally anytime. There's never a time that it doesn't work. Oh, God, dude, Jack, I woke up from a rough night. I went out 75 clams. Bro. What? I took an Uber <laughs> last night. It cost me 50 clams. What? What the? Where the <laughs> fuck did you go? <laughs> dude. Boom. Clams. clams. Clams sounds so much better than dollars. I spent 50 bucks. No. <clears throat> I spent 50 clams. Hey. <laughs> How you doing? Plus, plus, imagine if you're in a bad situation. You're like, dude, I'm broke. I only have $20 left in my bank account. I only account. got 20 no. clams. <laughs> You're like, no, dude, I only got 20 clams left. Clams. Hey, even in that situation, everything's going to be all right. Don't worry about it. You got 20 clams. <laughs> you can turn 20 clams into a lot more clams in about two seconds. I'll tell you that. Plus, if you hit the mother of pearl. Boom. Hey, that's what I'm talking about, baby. Then you make the big clams. Big clams, baby. This is a big clams podcast. We are only big clams. From here on out, clams. big clams only. Clams, baby. Clams is, I don't know how the fuck he came up with that, but like, shout out to whoever did. If it wasn't him, shout out to whatever one of his friends did, because clams is so fucking good and such a funny way to describe your money. I love it. I love every second of it. Clams, clams, clams. clams. That's a fucking, hey, I got 50 bitching clams over here. <laughs> bitching clams, baby. <laughs> <laughs> that's Fucking all we got clams and bitching bring so them back those are the two words know. two words you got to bring back please this week if you've listened to this you've made it to this point in the podcast bring back those two words sometime throughout this week drop it with your friends drop it with your co-workers if you have a good enough relationship i don't know about that but just bring it back with someone bitching and clams and we'll be very appreciative hey, make sure everyone knows the proper use of bitching by the way it's, it's very key to, to be able to utilize that word. Exactly. Let them so, know. Um, we're going to wrap it up there. If you've made it to this point and uh, you've heard these, these two new words added to your vocabulary, give us a like and a follow on Twitter and Instagram and let us know how these came up in your conversations. On Instagram, again, oh, oh hey, bud. we got a dog in the studio. Hey, Weasley. Dog in the studio. On Instagram, we're at Shed Some Light Pod. On Twitter, we're at, at Shed Some Light. And again, email, we're at Shed Some Light Podcast at gmail.com. So let us know how you've used these words throughout the week. Sorry, dog oh, invading the studio. But like I said, give us a follow. Give us a rating on your favorite podcast app. Tell a friend to tell a friend to listen. And uh, we appreciate you for making it this far. Until then, keep until next time, keep them cold. Bless you, Weasley. We'll see you next time. <laughs>